Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am your humble host, David Heath. And this is a podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. We try to talk about movies from every generation, every decade, and just about every genre. And today uh, we are going to be discussing a film from 1967 uh, called Don't Make Waves. And it is a film uh, directed by Alexander McKendrick. And it stars Tony Curtis, Claudia Cardinelli, and also uh, Sharon Tate. And we'll talk a little bit about the movie and the uh, actors in the movie and uh, some of the music in the movie. And let's uh, just dive on in. Uh, well, this film is, again, 1967, and um, uh, the film begins, uh, well, it's, it's, let's just say it's a, it's a beach, it's a kind of a beach genre movie. Uh, it's not, doesn't take t- place totally at the beach by any stretch, but um, it is uh, basically kind of like a beach movie with at least a lot of beach movie, beach scenes, and, um, and it's, but it's a little bit more, uh, adult uh, than say you know the film star- starring uh, Annette Finicello and Frankie Avalon um, it's a little bit of a twist on them and uh, uh, kind of more like said adult uh, but uh, the film starts with Claudia Cardinelli who um, plays um, a lady who accidentally manage manages to push Tony Curtis's car completely off a cliff um, and into um, the next level <laughs> of, of end. And then eventually the car gets on fire and it's just absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, well, she takes him uh, to her place to get her insurance information, which she cannot find, of course, in today's world that that wouldn't be a thing. Uh, but it, the fact is she's driving a company vehicle and she just didn't have the insurance information and her boyfriend is the one that actually had that info Uh, but she takes him to her place and they end up having uh, dinner and drinks um, and it kind of makes up to him for all the problems that she caused with his car Uh, and by the way it's an absolutely hysterical scene Um, Tony Curtis, a gifted comic actor, which you don't really think of him instantly when you think of uh, of physical comedy, but uh, but indeed uh, the, he did some good physical comedy in in this movie uh, with that part anyway. Uh, but Robert Weber plays the boyfriend of Claudia Cardinelli, and she and he ends up coming in and figuring out that something's going on, and he wants to know what it is. Uh, but um, but Tony Curtis uh, just lets her know and like we I just want insurance information and but in the beginning um, Robert Weber's character is a, is a little bit resistant to do that because uh, then you know, he's not the driver of the car and so it's a little bit of of an issue there but um, the movie goes on and and eventually becomes kind of a like a love triangle, uh, 
uh, involving uh, Sharon Tate, uh, who was uh, probably uh, a, a good 10 years younger in the movie and in real life. Um, with, um, um, uh, But anyway, they end up becoming a little bit of a love triangle. Uh, Tony Curtis becomes infatuated uh, with um, Sharon Tate's character, um, who uh, he first sees bouncing on a trampoline and um it and and it's not just that she's bouncing on the trampoline it's that the scene lasts for a very long time and i don't know if i were watching with my mother or my daughter or maybe a first date uh it might seem uncomfortable in 1967 to view this woman bouncing on a trampoline uh with a bikini uh, for such a long period of time. Uh, but he becomes infatuated with her. Um, and the movie just uh, evolves or devolves uh, into this crazy, uh, you know, crazy story. Uh, eventually, Tony Curtis gets offered a job as a, as a pool salesman. And then he... Basically, it's just a con artist. Uh, but uh, uh, there's eye, eye candy for the women. Um, they, as they see T Tony Curtis, who was probably uh, at his, his peak right right then in this movie. And it also stars David Draper, uh, who was uh, who plays kind of a dumb, blonde bodybuilder. And, and, and Carlo, T Tony Curtis's character, tells him, uh, because he is infatuated with Sharon Tate's character, he's like, uh, "Well, let's just uh, uh, let's just uh, make up something." And he and he tells him uh, that sex is bad for the body, and convinces uh, the if it convinces the the bodybuilder uh, to stop seeing Malibu. Who, that's uh, Sharon Tate's name in the in the movie, uh, but it's just uh, a, a funny bit, and it's shades of. Some like it hot, uh, where Tony Curtis is romancing Marilyn Monroe in in that movie, uh, but um, uh, anyway, um, so the plot it it thickens by just going into uh, uh, this love triangle situation, and uh, it the the whole movie is kind of a a silly setup uh, for the end, uh, which I, I won't spoil the end, uh, but it is worth it sitting there an hour. And fifteen minutes for the last fifteen minutes. It's pretty, pretty, pretty fun to watch. <laughs> it's what what happens. So, um, let's talk about some of the other uh, some of the people in the movie. Um, uh, one of the one of the character one of the actors you'll see in the movie is Jim Backus, um, and that's uh, Jim Backus as of as in the millionaire from uh, Gilligan's Island, and and also he. He plays himself in this movie, as well as his wife, who also plays herself. So they um, play neighbors, and 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 in the scene, uh, Jim Backus says, uh, "You you want me to do my magoo my magoo voice?" Oh, he even does it. Uh, it's pretty fun. And David Draper, by the way, was a bodybuilder in real life or is a bodybuilder in real life um he he also worked uh or competed with arnold schwarzenegger uh 
uh, when um, in the Mr. Universe uh, thing um, years ago. Um, let's see. This was actually Sharon Tate's uh, first film um, that was released. It was actually her third film that she shot, but it was the first one that was released. And she indicated later that she did not enjoy filming this particular movie. Um, Mort Saul makes an appearance. And um, if you're wondering who Mark Mort Saul is, um, he was a very famous comedian in the 60s. And he was... He, his uh, he, he he had a lot of political humor, and somehow his humor got dated, and and he ended up losing his fame, sort of so to speak. Uh, but Morton Saul has a fun fun role in this, where he plays the con artist who uh, figures out a, a con to get an easy get a house um, and for free and get a car for free. And um, he said, he said, like that right there is a twenty seven thousand dollars worth of worth of automobile. And, and it's a Rolls Royce. And I'm like, hey, that's that's pretty expensive. <laughs> twenty seven thousand pretty pricey even for a car today. Uh, but and of course, not Rolls Royce. But um, and uh, let's see the oh, just some, some other incidentals about the movie. Uh, is that uh, uh, we have uh, the aerial scene is just I I think it's breathtaking. It's fantastic. Uh, it's really great. Um, the aerial scene in the airplane, and again we see some physical physical comedy from Tony Curtis as he's about to fall off the plane and eventually does. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Bob Bucor, I think I'm saying his name right. Um, he was the cameraman who filmed that scene, uh, but unfortunately he perished in an accident. He ended up uh, somehow falling into the ocean and drowned. And, uh, you know, what a shame. Uh, just a terrible, terrible story. Uh, but um, uh, the, the film is also drenched in the, in the 60s, and you can tell um, how Mike Myers had the 60s pegged in Austin Powers because it looks like for a few minutes you're like you're watching an Austin Powers movie. Um, uh, the movie had good reviews uh, by critics, uh, including um, Leonard Malton, who calls this a gem. Uh, but evidently it was a career record for um, Mackenzie. It didn't... It didn't uh, um, it didn't get overall great reviews, and you know there were some good reviews and there were some bad. I guess the mixed work comes into mind. And I said McKenzie. I meant McKendrick. Uh, the 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 director is McKendrick, but Alexander McKendrick. This was his last film project, even though he lived until 1993, um, and he is. I wouldn't say best known, but his his biggest movie was actually the uh, the Lady Killers uh, a few years before this or a decade before this with Peter Sellers and Sir Alan Guinness. Uh, Tony Curtis plays the lead role in this movie. Um, he died in 2010, but he had 136 credits to his name. Very long career, and it's a tie to old Hollywood. 
known for Sex and the Single Girl, 40 Pounds of Trouble, The Rat Race, uh, Houdini. He played Harry Houdini. Uh, Some Like It Hot, a movie that we covered a few years ago on the podcast. And so, hey, scroll back and listen to that. Uh, we had a lot to say about Some Like It Hot. Big time movie, one of the best comedies of all time. Uh, this movie is really kind of one of the, I think, one of the first modern rom-coms. I, I would call it a bit of a rom-com. And although it has, um, you know, a love triangle, and uh, but ultimately I think Tony Curtis's uh, feelings for Malibu, play, played by Sharon Tate, are, are more uh, infatuation and um, and not quite anything but superficial. Uh, but uh, I think this was a really good, uh, um, I mean, this was a good kind of barometer to show where, where things are going um, in the ensuing decades. Uh, the rom-com didn't become really big until the 80s, but, uh, but there, were a, there were a lot of the 70s too. It just kind of evolved. And then it got to the point in the 90s where People got tired of them in the early 2000s, and they did. They just stopped making them. And um, I know maybe that's what'll happen. Maybe that's what'll happen to the Marvel movies. Um, but anyway, Claudia Cardinelli, uh, we've talked about her a little bit in the, on the podcast. Uh, she will be 85 in April. Um, she was known for being in Girl with the Suitcase, um, Fellini's Eight and a Half. Uh, the Pink Panther, and I, I love her role in that, and uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, which is a movie we covered very uh, sig- significantly. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground with Once Upon a Time in the West, and uh, Claudia Cardinelli has been in the movie business for uh, over 60 years, and she is still making movies. And it's a it's kind of crazy long career for Claudia Cardinelli, um, which I would say she's one of the most beautiful women to ever appear on a screen. Um, and of course, uh, strangely, um, she might be surpassed by the other lady in the movie, Sharon Tate, who um, made a lot of TV appearances, including Beverly Hillbillies. And film appearances. Uh, she, of course, was married to Rowan Polanski. Uh, but who knows where her career uh, might have went were it not for uh, being murdered in the Charles Manson um, debacle. Um, but we'll never know what, what would have happened with Sharon Tate. She might have become one of Hollywood's biggest leading ladies and it's just hard to say, and it's sad that it, that uh, it happened. And um, unfortunately, she never was given a chance to uh, really shine as a as a, a lead. Uh, but um, again, uh, no spoilers. But uh, the end of this movie is worth seeing. I'm I'm going to repeat that. Uh, the uh, the song "Don't Make Waves" is recorded by uh, the Birds. Uh, the uh, 60s group, um, counterculture group. And um, and they sound a little weird singing 
I, 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 you know, maybe I'm, someone's going to say I'm wrong on this, but they sound a little weird singing uh, a beach song and not some song that means something serious, um, you know, um, you know, like turn, 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 you know, that's, um, uh, it sounds weird to hear the birds singing such a fluffy song. Uh, Vic Mizzy composed uh, the soundtrack, and he is <laughs> best known for uh, doing the Green Acres theme song and the Adams Family theme song. Um, pretty pretty big stuff. <laughs> um, the movie was made by Filmways, and we could probably do a whole podcast about about Filmways, but the fact is, is they're more known for their TV. Uh, programs uh, like the Beverly Hillbillies, and um, they made some smaller, smaller film productions, uh, but they weren't a major player in the movie business. And uh, but they did have several top ten TV shows or top twenty TV shows, and uh, they were are defunct as of nineteen eighty two. They were bought out more than once, uh, but. In any case, uh, uh, so that's Don't Make Waves, and uh, a fun little movie. Uh, maybe you won't like it as much as I do, uh, but it is a fun little movie, and I, I agree with Leonard Maltin. It is a little a little bit of a gem, and it, it's it's fun. There's nothing real serious here, although we, we do have to take a little bit of heart in knowing what soon happened to, or what happened to uh, the... Uh, photographer of the of the aerial scene, and obviously we have to um, feel feel terrible about what happened to Sharon Tate after this movie. Uh, but this is uh, just a a fun little movie, and um, I hope I hope if you haven't seen it, we get a chance to look at it and enjoy it. I do hope you enjoy it for sure. Uh, but I appreciate all of the listeners listening to this uh, program. And um, I want to say thank you so much for listening to Cinema Chat with David Heath.
Tate, Robert Weber, Joanna Barnes, Lord Saul, David Draper, Mr. Universe, all have it made in...